Welcome back to another episode of The Last Take. In today's episode, we'll recap Nebraska's win over Indiana and discuss the next matchup against Rutgers. We'll also give our picks for week six of college football. And Charlie will be a host for the first time on this show. He'll be hosting Cap or No Cap in today's episode. This is The Last Take presented to you by Charlie, Mark, Dylan, and Anthony. Let's get straight into it. All right, so big weekend from the Nebraska Cornhuskers last week, defeating Big Ten rival Indiana 35-21. to Casey Thompson and the offense looked phenomenal. The defense really stepped it up. Say, Mark, what are your thoughts about the big win against Indiana? Um, well, Nebraska beat an FBS opponent for the first time in 364 days, and the Huskers' defense held a Rutgers offense to 290 yards of total offense in Bill Bush's first game as defensive coordinator. Um, the defense really stepped up. Dylan, what are your thoughts? I'm very impressed. I'm very, very impressed. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be honest. I was not expecting us to win by more than seven if we were gonna win. Um Defense looked really good. This is the best they've looked all year. We got pressure. What was it? Three sacks. As a team, a bunch of QB hurries. We held Bazelak to only 220 yards. He only scored one touchdown. Offensive-wise, I think they looked really good. I'm still questioning why we took Casey Thompson out. I know they said he was holding the ball too long. So the offensive line looked better. Ironically, we pretty much, when we took out most of our offensive linemen, they played better. Like, we lost Turner. It's because he punched somebody. we got to love that. Um, But um, I'm very impressed. Offense looked really good. Anthony Grant had over 130 yards. I'll be very excited to see where we move on from this, and because um, we have an interesting matchup this weekend, this week. But we'll get to that in a little bit. So yeah, go ahead, Charlie. Yep. Uh, kind of building off what you guys have said. Yeah, just well, great, great to see him get the win. Um, defense. I was like you guys have said, really impressed with the defense. Um, you know, Indiana's offense, I wouldn't say, is uh, one of the better offenses but uh, that they'll face. But still still good to see them perform well, um, especially after the last couple games. Uh, tough, tough games against Georgia Southern and uh, Oklahoma. But uh, how about that blocked punt there? That was, prob- that was highlight of the game for me. That was... Uh, Bro, I missed it. Yeah, I missed it. You were you were getting. <laughs> I was getting food because I thought it was be, Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was definitely the highlight of the game for me. But uh, yeah, it was a fun game for sure. And now looking ahead here, uh, Rutgers, who um, started out the season three and zero, and then uh, at home lost by I believe seventeen to Iowa. Um, who you know we've talked quite a bit about Iowa on this podcast uh gave up 27 and that seems like a lot going up against uh an Iowa offense that before that really hadn't I don't know if they had, had they, they hadn't really like scored a lot because that was no they it was the game after they played Nevada and they put up 27 okay so oh it was they, after that okay well they you know first couple games seven points against South Dakota State but anyways Rutgers uh they lost that game um and then Ohio State uh, this past weekend, you know, going on the road. It's Ohio State. Always, you know, tough to win there. So not really going to knock them down for that. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, 
yeah, Rutgers three and two on the year. I don't know. I think this will be an interesting game. Uh, Nebraska coming off a win. Um, Rutgers coming off a couple of losses. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Um, yeah, go ahead. So it was a big win for Nebraska, a much needed win to stay alive in the Big Ten West. There's a five, six way tie. A lot of teams that are one and one. Wisconsin. Um, six way. <laughs> six way. But yeah. Anyways, to try and stay alive in the Big Ten West race is definitely a much-needed win for them. Uh, they got a chance against Rutgers. Uh, f- believe Rutgers is actually favored over Nebraska, which is kind of odd. But defense really stepped up. Uh, Luke Reimer had that big hit interception. Casey Thompson, the Trey Palmer connection. Palmer having 157 rush- or receiving yards. That's just a big, big thing for the offense. I thought I didn't notice Anthony Grant had over 130 rushing yards. I thought it was some completely lower than that. When you see on the big screen that they only had 115 rushing yards, despite that Casey Thompson got, and Chubba Purdy got sacked many times. So big win for the program, and let's see where they go on into Rutgers. So what are some of your key players to look out for this one, and then what are your final predictions? I Casey Thompson, again, is going to have to play really well. Offensive line is going to have to block. So my key players, it's going to be on the op- so on the offensive side of the ball, Casey Thompson and Anthony Grant. On the defensive side, it's going to be that secondary. And then I'd say if we can just get pressure, but yeah. I guess I can go next. So some thoughts that I have. So the offensive line for Nebraska needs to continue doing its part. Um, In night games so far this season, keep in mind Nebraska is 0-1 with the loss coming from the Georgia Southern game, and Rutgers is 1-1 in home games so far this season. So that'll be interesting to see if Nebraska can adjust to that. Uh, Key players to watch, I have Trey Palmer down. I think he's going to have a good game. Say, Dylan, did you give your final score prediction? Oh, no. Um, I'm going to say the Huskers will come out on top in a really, really close game. It's going to come down to the wire. Um, I think it will be see Nebraska's three-point favorites. I'd say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a 35-31 final score. Say, Mark, what's your final prediction score? My, uh, my prediction is Nebraska 27, Rutgers 24. Close game. Personally, I need to see more from Nebraska's defense. I need to see them perform uh, at a you know at least better than what they were doing uh, for the first couple weeks. I need to see that again this week. I'm not convinced yet. Um, like you guys have said, Casey Thompson's going to have to have a good game. Uh, Rutgers on the year so far, uh, offense hasn't been that good. Um, just averaging on the season 161 yards through the air, 170 yards on the ground. So interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Nebraska's defense does against another, uh, another offense that we're not so uh, not so sure about so far. Um, so I think this will be a close game. Uh, both teams, I think I could see either team coming out on top in this one. Um, I think I personally, I just haven't seen enough from the Nebraska defense, and I think Rutgers at home is going to win in a close game. I'm going to say they win this one, 28 to 24. So it's a close game, like everyone keeps mentioning. Uh, I'm going to go on the defensive side. I think Garrett Nelson's got to get some pressure on Rutgers. They got to have the sacks. I mean, pretty much what Charlie's saying, that they got to – the defense has to show up big time right here. I mean, 
was a luck that they played good against Indiana? I don't really think so. I mean, coming off a very bi- much needed bye week uh, helped them a lot. So Casey Thompson's got to get rid of the ball a lot faster than he has been. He can't take as many sacks as he did against Indiana. Anthony Grant's got to go off once more. But I got to see more on the defense. It's a close game. I got Nebraska literally by one. I'm going 20-21. That's my final prediction. So so that wraps it up. Everything there, yeah. <laughs> so that wraps it up here. We'll take a little side break here, and then Dylan will get into the college football picking list. This is the last take presented to you by Charlie, Mark, Dylan, and I'm Anthony. Welcome back to the last take. So first, we're going to go over our standings from last week. I'm still winning with 32. Charlie's in second with 31. Anthony has 30. Mark has 24. Uh, just quick mention, we counted. We all got a point for uh, UCF-SMU because that game was canceled because Hurricane Ian. But first, we're going to start with the first game, the Red River Showdown, Texas and Oklahoma. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, so um, neither team is ranked for the first time since 1998. Uh, This game is going to be close. Oklahoma has a lot of injuries. Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers has the possibility of returning following a three-game absence due to his own injury. You know, this showdown at the Cotton Bowl remains unpredictable, and Texas has its well-documented closing-the-game issues. Um, I like Texas to win this game. I'm just so surprised at how bad Oklahoma has looked the last two weeks after what we saw a few weeks ago. Nebraska curse. That was just against Kansas State, I guess, was more surprising. And I said, I think I said last week during the podcast, you know, don't sleep on TCU. Like, they've got a they've got a balanced offense. Uh, they're a good team. And I think I ended up, I picked Oklahoma just, you know, that was the smart pick. But, yeah, I don't know. This game is going to be interesting. If Quinn Ewers is coming back, uh, that could definitely play a big factor in this one. Texas, this past week, win over uh, West Virginia, bounced back after after that tough overtime loss against Texas Tech. I mean, from what I've seen, Texas and the you know past couple of weeks, the way they've both, play, uh, both been playing, I think Texas has looked like the better team. Against West Virginia, you know, could be some rec- uh, recency bias in there, but they looked a lot better. And I don't know, this one, yeah, I, I mean, I think it'll be close. Oklahoma, their offense still on the year averaging nearly 500 yards a game. I'll take Oklahoma in a close game. I don't... I don't know. I could see this one, you know, we saw just a few years ago that game went to like four overtimes. These games are always, they always deliver. Um, so I'll, I'll take Oklahoma. I think it'll be a great game. I do think it's the same. I think it will be a good game overall. Both these programs, like Mark mentioned earlier, unranked for the first time since 1999 when playing each other. Texas has looked really good in pretty much older games. Uh, both their losses have been by single digits of three or less, actually. I mean, they probably maybe got screwed over with Alabama, but also their defense collapsed a little bit. And then with Texas Tech, I mean, just an overtime fumble by B. John Robinson to eventually kick a game-winning field goal and lose the game. But Oklahoma is went from really hot to really cold all of a sudden, and their defense is almost allowing as many yards as their offense has allowed. And then Texas defense is just outstanding. So give me the Longhorns in this one. I'm going to go with the Texas Longhorns. 
All right, so uh, this game's going to be a shootout. It always is a shootout. It's unpredictable, like Mark said. It's going to be repeating what everybody said. It's going to be close within the shootout. Texas is favored by seven. I'm going to – I'll take the Longhorns here. They've looked better, like everybody said. Oklahoma, I think they're going to continue their uh, tough streak of games. Nebraska curse is real. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Longhorns with a big W. Okay, so the next game is um, College Game Day. Number 17, TCU coming off a big win over Oklahoma, like we said, is going on the road to Lawrence to take on the Jayhawks, who are uh, also on a good hot streak. Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, college game day. Glad to see them uh, going to Lawrence now. I think you know, a lot of people wanted them there when they were playing Duke a few weeks ago, but I think this is a much better game. TCU, good team. And last week they really showed it, uh, proved a lot to the country, got a really good offense. I think we, we were talking... Uh, yeah, it was just last week about Oklahoma State and Baylor, how maybe those are the two best, still the two best teams in the Big 12, potentially, because, you know, I think, you know, in the past and what we've seen just last year, you know, they were the two best teams. Uh, now, I don't know, TCU and Kansas, those two teams, I think both of them could compete for the Big 12 title this year. I think this will this will be another good game. But last last week, I did not pick TCU. I said they were, they were a good team. This week, I am going to pick them on the road. I picked Iowa State last week to win at Kansas. They didn't get it done, but I'm taking TCU to win and keep the undefeated season going over Kansas. I'll go next. It really hurts me to not to do this. Uh, I picked Kansas last week and they were very lucky. They got... Pick him again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take TCU. Kansas got really lucky last week. Iowa State's kicker missed three field goals. That was it was a really ugly game, 14 to 11. We were watching it uh, before the Nebraska game started. I say they had, had it on the, the jumbotron. Yeah, I I just can't no I cannot pick Kansas. I think TCU their win last week was way more impressive than Kansas's win over Iowa State. TCU, like you said, it's a they're a very very good team. I think you can consider them a serious contender for the Big 12 this year. I would say it's because Texas and Oklahoma right now are not really in it at the current moment Moment in right K-State. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Horn Frogs. I'm going to say big. I don't think Kansas is going to be able to run. They're just not going to be able to play like have, how they have been before Iowa State's game last week. So I'll go next. So uh, some factoids to note. Uh, so Kansas is one of five Power 5 schools that has never been in a matchup that appeared on College Game Day, joining Duke, Maryland, Rutgers, and Virginia. And Cal, Illinois, and Syracuse joined the group as schools that have never hosted College Game Day. Uh, TCU leads this all-time series in matchup 25-9-4. and four. Um, I like Kansas. I like Lance Leopold. Okay. This was one where I was going back and forth a little bit. I mean, you got the Horned Frogs who are averaging 550 yards of offense and only allowing 368 on defense. I I think this is going to be a quarterback battle. Max Duggan looked really good against Oklahoma. I had questions about him earlier, and Jalen Daniels is still looking good. I don't think he's in the Heisman race anymore. I mean, was he even in it? In yeah, race? that's what I was going to say. He, when you guys mentioned Heisman candidate, I'm like, no, no, he's not. I think that this will be a quarterback showdown, and I just think Max Duggan, he's been doing really good. He's just three yards shy of a thousand yards on the year and only having 24 incomplete passes all year. But it's Kansas at home with game day and Lance Leapel, so I'm going with the Jayhawks. So we're going to split. Okay, well, we, we'll see how it goes. Were we split on the first one, too? I forget. You guys both picked Texas, right? And Mark picked Texas, so you were the, you were oh, the, the only OU pick? Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, next game, another 
pretty big game in this 11 a.m. Uh, slot. Number eight, Tennessee, is going on the road into Death Valley to take on newly ranked LSU. Uh, what do you think about that, Anthony? This is pretty much a could be a champ. I mean, if LSU and Alabama weren't in the same division, this could be a SEC championship game. But Alabama still Alabama. But LSU had a very you can say a disappointing win over Auburn, only winning by four. And Jalen Daniels had a very, very bad game, 8 for 20 for 80 yards. For the amount of yards they had in that game, they shouldn't have won. And Tennessee, one of the most explosive teams ever, maybe controlled on the defensive side more. Here they have 407 yards allowed in a game, and they almost lost it last minute against Florida a couple weeks back. Tennessee is just a better team here, and I think finally Brian Kelly will lose in this first conference game. I will go next. So this game is going to be very interesting. Like you said, LSU coming off a very close win over a not very good Auburn team, in my opinion. Tennessee this year has looked very good. Hennon Hooker, he's one of my favorites for the Heisman this year. He's looked awesome. Just the Tennessee offense just looked so good this year. I cannot not pick Tennessee, so I am going to take the Vols in this one. Not big, but they'll win convincingly. I, I guess I'll go next. So one of the things I was reading about was Tennessee has the nation's number one offense rolling into Baton Rouge. And, you know, that's pretty impressive to say the least. So I like Tennessee to win this game. So, yeah, LSU, they've picked it up a little bit after losing uh, that Wild great game, great game to start the year against Florida State. But, yeah, they've, they've, they've been playing a little bit better. Win over Mississippi State, close win over Auburn. I mean, you can say uh, what you want to say about, I guess, quality wins. To me, you know, those are still two good wins, you know, in the SEC, especially in uh, the Auburn game was on the road, wasn't it? They went on the road. Yeah, I'd say it was at Auburn. I mean, yeah, so that's not easy to do. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to knock them down, but I think they're – so they're, they're playing better. Tennessee, they've looked pretty good and struggled a little bit more than I thought they would against Florida. Uh, I had pretty high expectations for them coming in. I thought we'd see them in the top 10, so this isn't really something that surprised me. But I think this will be another good game. This is probably the game I'm most excited for this week just because it's two uh, good SEC teams going at it. This game in LSU or at LSU, so I think the LSU defense definitely, I'd say, yeah, this has got to be the best defense that uh, the Vols have faced this year. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see kind of they, you know, play at that fast pace, kind of see what happens this week. I mean, I think LSU, the key to the game, like you, as you mentioned, you know, Jaden Daniels last week didn't play, didn't play as well. So I think the key to the game, if they want to keep up, if the defense can get a couple of turnovers and Jaden Daniels makes plays, I think that's going to put LSU in a good spot to win this game. Um, and I think that they're going to do it. I think LSU will win this game at home. I think it'll be another great game. I'm going to say that Jaden Daniels has his best game of the season and LSU wins. I'm going to say at this one, probably like, I'd say they both go into the 30s, uh, but I'm taking LSU in this one. That was the one thing I was going to mention earlier was that LSU's defense is allowing less than 300 yards, which is pretty insane knowing that they play one of the best quarterbacks in the country, at least statistic-wise, and Will Rogers against Mississippi State and only having only having 16 Jayden, points. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Jalen Daniels is a key player in this. The defense has to step it up for LSU. So, explosive offense, holdable defense, which one are you going to get? 
Yeah, I think the defense will get some stops. I think they'll get a turnover. They're the best defense Tennessee's gonna or Tennessee's seen so far. I think Jaden Daniels is gonna have a big game, and I think because of that, LSU's gonna win the game. All right, the next game, uh, number eleven Utah goes into the Rose Bowl to take on number eighteen UCLA. I will go first. UCLA, I'm kind of surprised they're five and zero. They sh- <laughs> some games they should not have won, like South Alabama. They won on a game-winning field goal. That should have been a blowout, in my opinion. Then the upset against Washington. Yeah, but they did play. That was surprising last week. They really just outplayed Washington. It was really surprising. But I, I just there's, <laughs> I just haven't seen enough from UCLA. And I know how we know how good Utah is. And so I'm going to take the Utes in this one on the road. It's not really a, how it's been for UCLA. They're not filling up their stadium. So it's not really a, I don't know, a hostile crowd. So from what I've seen, from how they've been filling up their stadium. So they, I'm going to take Utah. They show the, uh, when they're kicking the extra point behind the upright, there was not a single fan. I don't know if that's like. I saw that. Was saw that, that. Maybe they're not allowed to say, I don't know. But that, that stadium holds 90,000. I think it's time they start thinking about about an on-campus stadium because I think it's kind of actually I don't know it's quite in I LA different. I mean, you've got a lot of takes a while to get everywhere but I'm sure I think it's quite a quite a ways away from the campus yeah it's so. in Pasadena the campuses in wall LA so I, I mean I don't know they should probably think about building an on-campus stadium I would think but yeah go, go ahead. ahead Mark you know it's this is a tough game to predict because uh, it's difficult to gauge how good UCLA is I'm gonna pick Utah yeah, I mean, I I think you, you watch UCLA. They play against South Alabama. They just you know barely escape in that one, and then just last week looked really good against Washington. So I think if that team shows up, this this will be a better game. I just think Utah, from what I've seen, is the much better team. So I'm going to take Utah as well to go on the road and hand UCLA their first loss of the year. This one is a very I I wouldn't say a lopsided game, but it just feels like Utah is definitely the better team. Like everyone keeps saying, Cam Risen almost has 1,200 yards, but Utah's defense is is one of the best in the country, uh, only allowing 278 yards and pretty much blowing out their opponents. I mean, yeah, you had Cam Rising making a dumb decision against Florida, but after that, they've just been blowing out their opponents like San Diego State, Arizona State, and Oregon State. This is definitely a big game for the, the Utes if they want to try and, one, stay alive for the Pac-12, and two, maybe keep their college football play and hopes alive as well so i'm gonna go with the utah utes on this one yeah one more thing i'm just looking at the utah schedule here they've looked they've been uh beating teams decent teams too uh ever since that game at florida that they lost that they probably shouldn't have lost they probably should be undefeated right now but i mean oregon state they're not bad like they competed i mean they when they start three and oh they competed with usc then just went uh at utah got say, blown say, out yeah, they, last they, week. they lost by his three to USC 17-14 I don't think Oregon State's a bad team and then I guess San Diego State never mind they're two and three but they you know they haven't competed with anybody or or no one's competed with them uh, since the Florida game so yeah definitely definitely like Utah on this one Okay. Next game, uh, North Carolina goes on the road into Coral Gables to take on Miami. Go ahead and go first, Charlie. Yeah, I think Miami, 
I'm going to take Miami on this one at home. I guess at home, we're talking about another team that probably needs to change their stadium. Maybe get a little... It's not That one's not close to campus either, I don't think. They just play in a... They play in the Dolphins Hard Rock Stadium. stadium yeah. The Dolphins Stadium, yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to take Miami on this one. Uh, had a tough loss a couple weeks ago to AM. I forget. Who did they who they play last week? I forget. Middle Tennessee State. Oh, wait. And they they lost. And then they had a... Yeah. And then a bye week. Bye week. So they're coming off a bye. Uh, they're coming off a bye. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Miami at home to bounce back uh, after that tough loss uh, over North Carolina this week. North Carolina played Notre Dame and that's when I picked them and they lost but Miami this is definitely a game that they have to win otherwise they want to stay quote relevant because people are saying that the U is back and stuff like that so and then after they were saying this they go to consecutive losses but Miami is just I think they're the better team North Carolina has gotten somewhat lucky besides obviously creaming Georgia or Virginia Tech they should have lost against Appalachian State but then uh held it back in the end there I'm going to go with the Miami Hurricanes on this one. I think their quarterback's going to have a bounce-back game. I don't remember his name, Kyle. Uh, uh, Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler yeah, Van Tyler Van Dyke. He's going to he's got to step it up big time, and Miami's got to hold it up here. Their defense will also hold down the North Carolina offense. I really don't really know. Like, North Carolina, they're 4-1, but their defense has allowed almost 500 yards this year per game. Miami's coming off a of bye week, coming off of a horrible loss against Middle Tennessee State that they shouldn't have lost. But I just cannot trust North Carolina. So I'm going to take the U, or not, the, yeah, the U. So yeah, Hurricanes big. Okay. They're so, not big. So, I mean, I, I didn't take much notes on this one, but I'm going to take Miami um, in this game. Next game, this game, uh, we're, I think this is just a filler game for the pick to be honest. Uh, Western Kentucky. Why is Nebraska Rutgers not on I know. It's, it's probably not a Saturday game. It's because it's not oh, a Saturday game. can't do That's I don't know. I don't know. They, they did them. Yeah, but, uh, so Western Kentucky going on the road to take on UTSA. We're just going to go really quick. Uh, Charlie, go first. Okay, so yeah, UTSA, 5-0 uh, and on the year. I'm just seeing this now. They're 3-2. and They're 3-2. and I'm not looking at the right thing. Uh, all right, I'm going to take UTSA in this one. Uh, they're they're the home team, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, UTSA beats Western Kentucky. UTSA. UTSA. <laughs> Clean sweep, USTA. All right, let me switch my pick real quick. The Western Kentucky. All right, Herb Street. UTSA. <laughs> I need to get I need to get a point here. Are you you want to do that? Yeah. You want to change? You're changing your pick. Okay. Western Kentucky. All right. All right. So after we pass that one, so. K-State, surprising the world right now, 4-1. and one. They did not look good at the beginning of the year, but uh, K-State, number 20 in the country, going into Ames to take on the Cyclones, who's coming off a, like we said, Kansas loss. So go ahead and go first, Anthony. Oh, man, this is tough. Iowa State, still one of the best defenses in the Big 12, but K-State, probably one of the best offenses in the Big 12. Uh, Adrian Martinez is having a breakout year. Deuce Vaughn break, running the ball like crazy. Matter of fact, Deuce Vaughn almost has caught up with Adrian Martinez in passing yards. Adrian Martinez, 654 passing. Deuce Vaughn, 638 rushing. I think it's kind of sad, but hey, K-State just runs the ball with those two people pretty much. I think Iowa State, they're looking to try and get their first conference win. I mean, Baylor, very tough team, obviously. And then Kansas, their kicker just has to make them field goals. I mean, they would have won that easily. But as Matt Campbell said, they had opportunities. They just couldn't fill them. I think this week, I know I've 
I'm, I call me biased, whatever. I got the Cyclones once again. I'm 0 2. Wait, no, 1 and 1 because they beat Iowa. But then they lost to Baylor. It's still, actually, they're 1 and 2. I'm 1 and 2. But Iowa State's defense has got to step it up, which I think they will in K State will be slow down. I don't know. It could be close either way. Once again, I can go I can see it both ways. But with Iowa State's defense, they'll they will contain Martinez and Deuce Vaughn. They've done it in years past. So All right, so I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna take the Wildcats. I'm gonna take K State. I just haven't seen enough Iowa State hasn't shown me anything that convincing me convinces me that they can hold how good Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn has been playing this year. And I kinda of feel bad now for Adrian Martinez with what he had to deal with here in good old Lincoln. But um, I'm just going to take K-State. I just can't see Iowa State winning this. I don't know why. I just have a feeling Adrian Martinez is going to pop off again. Deuce Vaughn's going to run for like 150 yards. And I'm not, I'm not I, denying you. They, I see it happening too. I think they, Iowa State's defense is going to get exposed. But I don't I, think it's going to be a, like a huge blowout, but I think Iowa State will not win. Okay, I guess I will go next. So I'm going to pick Kansas State in this one. You know, they looked really impressive against Oklahoma, um, which was a really good ranked team at the time. I like Kansas State. And I'm just going to jump in again. They had a really impressive win over a Texas Tech team who's pr- – they're pretty good. So, okay, go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Kansas State as well. I think, as you guys have said, Adrian Martinez, Deuce Vaughn, both, you know, that's quite the duo right now. Um Adrian Martinez over 300 yards rushing um, and seven touchdowns in just the last two games. Uh, that's yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty crazy right there. I think uh, Martinez and Vaughn just going to be too much for an Iowa State defense that's played well this year. But I'm going to take Kansas State on the road uh, to continue just continue this uh, good season that I don't think any of us expected really. All right, next game, Wazoo, Washington State Cougars are going into SoCal to take on number six, USC. I'm going to take USC. Washington State's been a pretty good team this year, but I just think USC is way better. I mean, just talent-wise, I mean, they had the one scare against Oregon State. That was also on the road, but at home, I'm just I'm just going to take USC big. Yeah, I agree. USC, one of the most talented teams. They they try. They have to find some way to jump in the rankings somehow. That could be by this win right here. Uh, Washington State four and one. You know, obviously could have beaten Oregon. This could be a very highly matchup game if Washington State came out with a win against Oregon. But USC, very explosive offensively. Their defense is solid. Give me the Trojans. Um. All right. I guess I can go next. Um. I'm taking USC in this one. All right. We see that pump. We see that fist. We see that Wazoo, fist. Wazoo needs to be ranked, in my opinion. I mean, they, I guess, you know, win over, I guess Wisconsin's not that good. But still, you know, Oregon, they, uh, you know, they should have won that game. They should be undefeated right now. They've looked like a good team this year. Um, I was really confident in them last, I picked them the last two weeks. And I'm going to say they go in to USC and win. Uh, this week, I'm, I, I mean, I think they should be ranked USC number six. To me, I think that's too high, to be honest, for USC. But I think Wazoo picks up another impressive win this week. Okay. Key thing, though, for Washington State, if they do want to win, Cameron Ward has got to take care of the ball. Yeah. Like, for real. He has. He threw two against Cal. He threw, what, three against Oregon? 
So he's already has seven interceptions on the year. So if they want to try and win the game, they got he has to take care of the ball. So you guys, you guys don't think USC's ranked too high? I saw your faces when I said that. I, 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 I think seen, they're fine. I haven't seen anything where they shouldn't be. Only Oregon State, but that was also a very tough game. And Oregon State's a good team. They should be ranked. Um, one thing I just I just realized now is that Washington State's running back Nikhil Watson used to play for Wisconsin, and he looked really good against Wisconsin when Washington State played Wisconsin. But yeah, in which Washington State won. Yes, Washington State won. Okay, just quickly. So, so back to what we were saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that they're a good team. Do you, do any of you guys remember where they were ranked to start the year? Seven. seven. Okay, they were seven. Ten. Okay, I guess never mind. Six is fine. I, I thought they were lower for some reason. Uh, I didn't think no, they, they were. They were ranked pretty high in the beginning of the year. So. Yeah, I mean, I to me that just seems a little high. Um, I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, they'll Who have a you put over them? You think so? You, uh, like at number six? Yeah, it's just. I yeah. think Tennessee is better than USC. Okay. I think okay, there's valid. teams below them. I think Penn State's probably better than USC. I mean, they I, all play in better okay. conferences too. So yeah, I mean, I would I would pick them if they were to play. I mean, I think there's teams lower. I guess that's what I meant. Just okay, I got, I got, I got you. USC that okay, I, I say. I mean, seven right now is Oklahoma State. Eight's Tennessee. Nine's Ole Miss. Ten is. Penn State to round out the top 10. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably 10. pick Ole Miss, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, USC will have their chance, obviously. They haven't lost a game, and we were even talking a few weeks ago about how they've got a real shot at the playoff, just looking at that schedule. You know, there's not a ton of uh, difficult games on there. Utah's Although, their biggest... Utah's their toughest game, right? They don't have to play uh, Washington. Mm, I think it's on the road at Utah, so... But they don't have to play a couple teams in the north. They, they play, play Wazoo. But they, they play at play. Utah, and then their next biggest game would be at UCLA. I mean, Still yeah, I, I think that's well, a yeah. I mean, USC has an easy schedule. We'll see how they do in the Pac-12 championship, and then there's still plenty of football to play. Like, who knows? Maybe Washington State does win, then they fall off. You know, there's yeah. It's to that point now to where, I mean, we got to find teams the way that how they're truly ranked. Like, is Georgia still number one even though they struggled against Missouri? Is Ohio State number one even though they're at number three and they have been all year? So. Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see how it plays out. A lot of these teams are going to have good chances to prove themselves later in the year. So Yeah. All right, next game. Uh, number 16, BYU, is going into South Bend. They take on Notre Dame. Correction, the game is at Allegiant Stadium. My bad. In uh, Las Vegas. My you're, bad. You're good. For the Notre, BYU. It's Notre a Dame. neutral site. Okay, so that changes everything. Um, Go ahead, Mark. Um. Sorry about that, Dylan. I didn't mean to... No, that's honestly fine. Oh. I've been doing that anyway, so... Okay, so I have BYU in this game. All right, so I got Mar- or I'm with Mark in this one. I think BYU, for once, I'm going with BYU. This is finally the first time that I'm going with them. Notre Dame, it, there's still lots of questions about Notre Dame for sure. Uh, ever since their loss to Marshall when they were, what, number eight number nine something like that mm-hmm. and then obviously they beat North Carolina then had a bye week but there's just still many questions their offense isn't really that good in my opinion uh, Drew Pine's actually looking pretty good as their new starting quarterback but BYU has hung in with they hung in with Oregon and beat ba- and beat Baylor so overall just BYU's a better team and so give me the Cougars of BYU okay uh, so I had Notre Dame because I thought it was in South Bend, but it's not. It's in Vegas. 
I'm taking BYU. I think that that biggest thing I was gonna take uh, I was gonna take Notre Dame is because it was a home field advantage. Having to play in South Bend, that is a tough place to play. Very true. But it's like I said in Vegas, I'm taking the Cougars. They have they've only failed me once, and that was because they played Oregon, and Oregon's shown that they're actually a good team. So, uh, yes, I am gonna take the Cougars. I'm gonna take Notre Dame in this one. Uh, they've been playing better. Uh, like you said, Drew Pine looked good in that win over North Carolina. Tough, tough uh, start to the year for sure, but they're playing better football now. BYU, they had an impressive win early in the year against Baylor. Last couple, uh, last couple weeks, played a couple of Mountain West opponents, Wyoming. That's my team. So I watched that game pretty closely. And that game, you know, it wasn't a blowout. BYU struggled a little bit, but unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately for me, they won that game. And then I actually saw a bit of their Thursday night game last week that was on ESPN. They played Utah State, a bad Utah State team, now 1-4 and four following that loss. Um, and that game was also uh, just a four-point game going uh, midway through the third quarter. Utah State kind of played well, too. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on BYU they did have a good win over Baylor at home early in the year, and Notre Dame's playing better football now. Uh, this game is in Vegas, though. I don't know if you guys have seen those Notre Dame jerseys that they're wearing for the because this is like their Shamrock Series game or whatever. Oh, so they're probably like. I mean, I think they're pretty nice. Like, I, I'll have to look at it after the after the show here. So I think they they try and put together uh, some have some good jerseys for these games because they just do it like once a year. But uh, neutral site. I think it'll be another good game, but I'm going to take Notre Dame in this one. Just from what I've seen, I like the way they're they're playing better. They had a good win over North Carolina. Just they had that, I guess it was two weeks ago, and then a bye this week, uh, extra week to prepare for BYU. So I like Notre Dame. All right, so the next game, final game, FSU, Florida State Seminoles are going into Raleigh to take on the NC State Wolfpack are coming off a tough loss last week against Clemson. So go ahead, go first, Mark. You know, I, I like, is Dave Doran the head coach at NC State? Yes. If my mind, okay, thanks. Um, I like the Wolfpack in this game. They had a close game, but a tough loss against Clemson last week. I like NC State. Yeah, another tough. Uh, Florida State had a tough loss as well. I think we all picked Florida State last week. Then, Except for Mark. Oh, Mark, Mark picked Wake. Okay, well, yeah, Wake, good performance. Uh, I also didn't realize Wake was ranked that high, but Florida State had looked good to start the year. Uh, of course, the win over LSU, they looked good to start the season undefeated, and then a tough loss last week. I think they're going to go on the road and bounce back against an NC State team that I haven't been very high on all year, and then they, have, they lost to Clemson last week. That was their first loss of the year so i think florida state uh goes on the road picks up a good win okay so florida state looked really good uh coming into the weight game and then they lose by 10 they did bring it back however they were down 28 to 7 uh before eventually coming back to making it 28 21 and then Wake kicked the field goal to eventually seal the game. Uh, NC State, I've never been high on ever since their one-point win to East Carolina. I've always thought that was going to bite them in the butt. It hasn't yet besides Clemson, but Clemson proved that they're actually a pretty good team when facing real competition. I mean, it's still 2-0 and in the ACC, but very, it's going to be a very close game. I feel like it's going to be more of a defensive side. Both teams uh, averaging roughly 330 yards given. But Florida State's offense is way better than NC State's, so I'm going to go with the Seminoles on this one. Okay. So, final one of the pick I'm not very high on NC State, never have been. 
kind of like you said. I, I have to take the Knolls here. They're, they're, they played a very good team last week. Wake Forest has shown that they are a very good team in the ACC. They took Clemson down to the wire in a shootout. Wake Forest played they played pretty well against Florida State last week, but um, I I just have a feeling the Knolls are going to go into Raleigh and take down take down NC State. NC State is there's not I don't think they're good enough. It like you said it's going to be a defensive battle, but I'm going to take the Florida State offense like kind of like what you said. Mm-hmm. Almost 500 yards a game. I say they're key Jordan what? Travis, a very good quarterback. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Knolls. Say their key win at home was against Texas Tech, 27-14, in which that one. Then they haven't faced real competition at home, but face bringing in Florida State, who was one of the hottest teams in the country. I think they're still pretty hot despite a loss against Wake Forest. Once again, they only lost by 10. So it's gonna be a pretty overall good game. This one definitely a prime time game, worth it. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, Knolls. All right, so that was our pick'em. Uh, tune in next week to see what our uh, standings are, because it's been close for the past three weeks. We had a lot of. Uh, I think there were quite a few games in there where at least we're all like Dylan and I different. didn't pick the different or same team. So I looks like one of us is going to jump ahead here, possibly uh, this so, week. Or yeah. or Mark finally get a good week and maybe come with us, like join in. I mean, he's within six, so he's get he's getting third. there. He's getting there. I'm making my comeback. Yes. So yeah, uh, we're gonna take a little break and then co- and we'll be back for a cap no cap. Welcome back, everybody, to the last take. We're gonna be. Uh, this is Charlie speaking. Uh, introducing segment for the first time. We're now gonna be doing cap or no cap. Uh, So five questions here. Last week, Dylan uh, and I, we had four tiebreakers after the five questions, but Dylan uh, came out on top in that first uh, edition. Uh, So we got five questions this week. So you guys ready? Let's oh, yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. All right. So question or question one, this is cap or no cap. The first ever college football game was played between Rutgers and Princeton. That is a no cap. That's no cap. No cap. All right. It is no cap. You guys all got the first one right. Yeah. All right. Second question. <laughs> cap or no cap. There are only two remaining winless teams in college football. That is no cap. It's called... <laughs> Never mind. There's, it's both Colorado teams because I was talking about this with Alex. Yeah. So it's no cap that both Colorado teams are win are winless. Mark, did you know that? Be honest. I did not know that. No. Sorry. Did you bad. say no cap? Dylan pretty much gave it away because he said the two. But yeah. yes, he yes he's right. Sorry, I'm well, used well, to the other segments. All right, he he would have said no cap uh, after hearing that. So first two questions, but everyone here two for two. Uh, all right. We got another one here. Question three here. Cap or no cap, the College Football Hall of Fame is located in New York City. Cap. Cap. Mark said cap as well. All right. It is cap. You guys all got it right. <laughs> is it in Atlanta? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's in, La- in Atlanta. I say because... You've gotten the last two correct. Not only have you gotten the last two correct, you've given the answer you said <laughs> to. Maybe I should just let you guys go first. I, I said I was going to try and make these questions difficult, and everybody's three for three right now. But like I said, 50% chance of getting them right. So here we go now. Question four of cap or no cap. 
the team with the longest winning streak in college football history is Oklahoma. That is no cap. No cap. I'm going to go no cap. I'm not for sure. Uh, yeah, I'll just go no cap. All right. You guys all got it right. I knew that because it was from the longest, The no, when the game stands tall. I knew that one for sure because of that. Like, right. if you, oh, watch, if you yeah. watch when the game stands tall, it goes the Patriots, then the Sooners, then the Spartans. So, All right. Question five. So if everybody gets this one right, we're going to have to go to another tiebreaker. This time it'll be a three-way. But timeout. Can we just notice that Mark has been like, Got them all right now after he only had one last week. <laughs> it's a new week. All right. Question five. Cap or no cap? The longest field goal ever in the history of the NCAA is from 65 yards. Which is the NFL record, so. The NFL is 66. Close enough. <laughs> Justin Tucker. Yeah. Against, no cap. Against I know. what team? Against my team. <laughs> um, no cap. You say no cap. No cap. Yeah. I'm going cap. Someone uh, someone needs to break it. Somebody's so going to miss out on the tiebreaker. If there is a tiebreaker. We'll yeah. see. Um, you said no cap. You said cap. Shoot. Cap. It is no cap. Mark got it. <laughs> oh, baby! Mark won. Five yes. out of five. It's yes. no cap. Let's go, Mark. Let's go. All right. So no, no tiebreaker this Find week. It. No tiebreaker this week. Everybody Dang. was four for four going into that question. Uh, clearly, uh, or I don't know if those questions were too easy or what, but everyone was four for four. Mark got the last one right, so... So congratulations, Mark. Mark wins our week two of Cap or No Cap, so Dylan uh, won last week. Mark this week. Next week uh, is... Uh, yeah, yeah, Mark, I think, is going to announce or go through the questions next week. Uh, the three of us are going to talk about that, so uh, look forward to that. Um, and I think that wraps up today's episode of The Last Take. So Yeah, so thank you so much for listening, guys. Also, follow our Instagram page, Last Take Pod, and then um, just give it, and then look for us on the Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Recommend us to friends. Let's try and get big on this one as we has reached 300 listeners all time since we started this show in late August, early September. So we want to thank you guys so much for sticking out with us. Uh, it can get kind of boring, I feel like, sometimes for I don't know, maybe you actually do like listening to our annoying voices. So, all right, so signing off on the last take, this is... Charlie. Mark. Dylan. And I'm Anthony. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Go Big Red.